The topics and opinions expressed in the following show are solely those of the hosts and their guests and not those of W4CY Radio, its employees, or affiliates. We make no recommendations or endorsements for radio show programs, services, or products mentioned on air or on our web. No liability, explicit or implied, shall be extended to W4CY Radio or its employees or affiliates. Any questions or comments should be directed to those show hosts. Thank you for choosing W4CY Radio. Welcome back, everyone, to the Geeks, Geezers, and Googleization Show, the home of Googleization Nation, where we talk with HR and business thought leaders about the crazy shift going on in the world of business, technology, and HR. Here's your host, Ira Wolf, and co-host, Joyce Joya. Welcome, Googleization Nation. Welcome back to another episode of Geek Skeezers and Googleization. Um, hello, Joyce. Back for another week. Hello, Ira. What a week it's been, hasn't it? And it continues yeah. to be. It, it, it does. Yeah. And uh, here's another Wednesday in 2021, and we're competing with events in Washington. I don't know if we're competing or where the, we're the fresher brighter alternative <laughs> to, to what's going on. To a, we're a, a good distraction work. anyway, right? Right. Absolutely. So we have quite a few distractions. Uh, first of all, I want to thank uh, we have our new sponsor in Gomu uh, that is joining us. So we appreciate that very much. And uh, again, Success Performance Solutions. So we want to thank them. You'll hear a little bit more about them uh, during the show. Uh, and we also have a great topic today. We're going to be talking about uh, what's next for higher ed. And uh, Elliot Grossbart is going to be with us. Yeah. Elliot Grossbart from Elevate You. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, how AI in uh, using text, uh, he actually has a really interesting, uh, we're going to have a short video about even using uh, AR and VR or visual reality, augmented reality. Uh, so I haven't, even seen, ed, right? I haven't even seen that yet. So a huge debate going on in, in education. Or I can't say debate. Um, I'm not sure we're even at the debate stage. Well, we're at the disruption stage. Uh, we're still trying to figure out how to how to get kids back to school that lost year. Uh, we certainly have uh, a socioeconomic inequities between who was educated, who was not. Higher education is under tremendous amount of pressure. pressure. The, uh, I don't have the, the number right in front of me, but it's a huge number, the amount of money that was lost in higher ed. Certainly, the the Ivy League schools and some of the top schools have huge endowments. They will some survive. have closed their doors, Ira. No, exactly right. But so the the large some of the larger organ the Ivy League schools and, and many of the the really well known uh, universities and colleges have huge endowments. Uh, they will continue. Uh, but there's many, many, I mean, there's hundreds and hundreds of school and the fallout hasn't even started yet that will be there. So what does that mean? Uh, Elliot and I are, I actually met Elliot in a group um, that meets um, weekly and it's like 25 minutes and it's just a really quick round table. And he and I met there and there is a discussion going on about education and huge debate uh, about, is it worth it? You know, is it worth spending, uh, you know, Thirty, forty, fifty thousand dollars a year. Somebody just said the price tag for one year at one of the schools was now with room and board and all the accessories was almost eighty thousand um, dollars. It's what's the payback on that? In, unless it, so, again, huge disruptions. I was having a. I was actually having a, a conversation with a college student. Yes. and we were talking about the value of of a college education. And she was talking about the fact that she had 
taken, she had signed up for two courses expecting to drop one. And I said, do you realize how much that's going to be costing you? And she didn't. And we looked at the numbers and it was over a thousand dollars. And just to drop the course and take it later. Oh, we had that with my granddaughter. No, it's exactly the same. So it's, yeah, it was exactly the same. She uh, she was uh, she had an injury at work. She was going to school and working, and so she was off a little bit. And it came down to you know um, she had some symptom uh, concussion symptoms, so she was going through that. And she said, you know, I I feel better dropping the course at this point. And it was a debate whether it was better or not. And it would have cost her seven or eight hundred dollars to to drop the course. Um, so and, she's and that's, through and, yeah. that's not a, that's not a, a lot compared to some other schools. Actually, Especially if it's on borrowed money or people are working hard to to pay that. So yeah, absolutely for sure. For sure. So, uh, so anyway, so let's higher education <laughs> education from K through twelve and higher education is being enormously disruptive. That's what we're here. We're going to talk about today. We're going to have a focus. And then uh, we're, we're, we're going to, of course, have our ahead of the curve segment uh, with you. And uh, we'll be and the topic uh, for that. Um, I don't even pushing know your lifespan longer. Yeah, uh, I sent you a note. Oh, OK, pushing. Um, your life. Yeah, I wasn't sure if that was the Herman trend right. alert or the head of the curve. So well, it's, uh, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> oh, perfect. <Okay. laughs> no, perfect. It's, yeah. It's Pushing not the, the, her, the trend longer. alert for this week. It's yeah. It was well, a couple of weeks ago. Well, we're all in favor of that, pushing it a little bit longer. So let me, uh, let's bring on Elliot so we can have the, uh, really enrich the conversation, have somebody that probably knows a little bit more about what we're talking about. Well, uh, Elliot. Listen, I, I want to hear about the fountain of youth that Joyce is talking about. <laughs> How do I live longer? <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, stay just tuned. stay tuned. <laughs> so, so Save so, the second half of the show. So, Elliot, there's a, there's a whole lot we can we can talk about, and we certainly want to see. I, I'm excited to see about these two videos that you have, uh, short clips. Um, but let's let's start at the beginning. You're working. You're you're the vice president of growth at Elevate You. Um, in your tagline, you talk about personalized education, personalized learning, and then you also talk about an AI textbook. So there's there's a whole lot to unpack there. So let's start about what is Elevate You, what does it do, uh, and then what are some of the services, products, and you know ultimately where is higher education headed? Right. Thank you so much, guys. Great to join you, Ira. You told me that story about your granddaughter, and she's not alone. Um, I have both stories of not only professors struggling, but students that are struggling also. Elevate Use focus is personalizing learning, making it engaging. And this is something that the company that was founded in 2019 was working on BC before COVID. We had to ramp up and really scale very fast because the demand was, was, was there, it was, it was stronger. The, the point of artificial intelligence, and I'm not a technological expert in AI, deep learning, or machine learning is it's to help humans, not to replace them. Computers are able to aggregate and, and, and collect data and then make predictions a lot quicker than the human brain can. So whereas professors are spending a lot of time in preparation for their classes, whether it's in person, on campus, online, or a blended environment, if we're able to take some of that time away and automate choosing questions for quizzes. That gives them more time to be less burnt out and also more time to engage 
with the student and, and make that in, in, it personalization, which really usually happens in person, right? But we believe, certainly as a parent of two kids in college right now, one in a year and a half away, I we believe that the quality of education, whether higher ed or any level of uh, schooling, should be the same, whether in person, an online environment, or a blended there should be that same uh, quality of learning and artificial intelligence certainly helps us get there. Um, so th you know, that's what we're doing in terms of the AI textbook. We work with professors, we take their classes that they're uh, instructing and, and, and teaching right now, either online or in person. And we actually elevate it by making it a turnkey solution. Everything is consolidated in one place. And based off of a pilot that we did in the fall semester at Arizona State University, we found that students appreciated the ability to choose how they wanted to learn the concepts, the lessons in the textbook, whether it was more videos versus audio files or just reading. And they appreciated having only one window open and everything embedded in one consolidated place versus having multiple windows going on some of the things not working, definitely usually not everything working at the same time. And if they have a computer that's older, it, it breaks down the memory. Uh, we're, 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 we're trying to simplify things at a time, 10, month in, 10 months since, since the pandemic started, there has not been enough advancement. And so we're here to help. Yeah, I, and I can empathize with that. Uh, certainly, I'm not, I've taught, I want to put myself in the professor category. I've had a title of adjunct professor, um, but I've, but in the spring or in the fall, um, actually uh, launched a, a new program and it was a graduate program, had to create the program from scratch, which is a whole other thing. So there should be aids, there should be probably, there, there's probably technology to help assist that. Uh, but the delivery of that was a whole other event because I had to learn the software. It was clunky. The students had to learn the software that was clunky. I'm relatively comfortable using technology. A lot of the professors who were d delivering this are not at all. This literally was just by the uh, definition of distance learning is they were teaching the same exact way they did in a classroom except through a screen. And it can't be done. And so it was. Oh, well, it's not effective. That's for well, sure. It, right. Well, it can be done. Yes, correct. It can be done. <laughs> it's just not effective. And then the question was, was it really effective before? I mean, people went to, to class and, and they learned. So was there better? Were there better ways to incorporate different teaching methods? So this is exciting. Um, you know, well, that early on, I posed the question. I, I interviewed probably a couple hundred professors, students, instructional designers, higher ed leaders, students, and also parents. When everything went online and everything, you know, crisis mode, and that was around starting in April, certainly by the summer, everyone was online, campuses were not open. What was missing? And there were two things that whether you were a student or a professor was felt that was missing. Number one, there was not the in-person um, engagement. You know, when you're on campus, you can go 15 minutes early to a class and meet with your professor and review last week's lesson. I missed this concept of the lesson. And within two minutes, the professor can engage 
and explain it to the student right then and there. And from the professor's end, they're not able to read the room. They can't tell through a video screen who's really understanding what I'm saying. Certainly when half the class is actually having the camera off. And then you after know, the class, sorry, go ahead, Joyce. It's always believed that when two human beings share the same physical space, that there is an exchange of energy that takes place. And I've always experienced that when I tried to read my audience uh, like for, from an elect point of view in a Zoom room, it's, it's definitely not the same. And so you have to compensate for it if you if you even can, by asking people to put things into the chat constantly. And that annoys them and it makes more effort for you because you have to keep constantly looking at it. Right, and, and that leads into the students are missing peer-to-peer -peer learning the most, what we found, that after the end of the class, they're not able to go into the front yard and gather around and just talk about the 45 minute hour long lecture and discuss it. Breakout rooms is a good concept, but it does not really work. There's technical issues, bandwidth speeds that have to be dealt with. So these are some of the things that we really focused on when we launched our e-learning platform. And Ira, when, when you invited me to, to join the podcast, one of the things that I wanted to talk about was what are the challenges that professors, students and parents facing now in higher education. Um, you mentioned your granddaughter. I, before, you know, I was a strategic advisor first with Elevate You, and then it didn't take long for me to actually leave my consulting firm, my own, my own practice, and go full on joining the company. And it was because after experiencing what my son, I won't mm. mention the university that he's at, I couldn't believe that that's what I was paying, number one. And number two, there was no communication. It was just like a robot, even though it was live. And when I asked him, well, how do you and your students talk about class? And he said, WhatsApp. I said, well, you don't use the discussion boards only because it's part of the grade. And I thought to myself, why, why are we pulling students to areas where they don't, they're, they're not there? Why should they have to learn something else? Let's meet them where they are and make it easier for them to learn. So students are dealing with mental health. I um, recently was on a webinar and someone mentioned that he has a, he has a, a, a senior that graduated last year. She's an old freshman in college. She's uh, an A student. She's now getting C's because it's all online. And she dropped two of the three classes. I am getting calls from professors that are asking me now after 10, 12, 20 years of teaching Am I hiring? And then I have to explain to them that we don't have professors, we work with professors, <laughs> then it becomes a different conversation. Do you know the work of Larry Martel, Elliot? No, I don't, but I'm writing down his name. Please yes. tell me. Well, Larry was into personalized education. It looks like she froze. <laughs> so, so, um, it, it was way before the technology that that we have now, Larry sadly passed on, but he wrote a really interesting book on, uh, on the future of education. And he was talking about personalized education even back then. 
But the complication for us now is COVID and, and having to be remote. And that's a whole different playing field than what we were dealing with before. And look at where we are right now. We're almost 11 months since the pandemic really started in the US. I had a conversation with a professor this morning at University of North Carolina, who actually I found out from him that between 2020 and, and what they're expecting for 2021, there's gonna be losses of revenue of over 193 billion of higher education institutions. What's gonna stop the bleeding? What has changed in the last 10 months? Whatever has, certainly not enough. And we agreed that there has to be collaboration, not only from administration uh, side of higher ed and institutions, but also the academic side and looking for partners. And that's the two things that we're accomplishing along the way is we take their courses, the professors, we publish it in the form of an AI textbook, and then we share royalties with them and share it with other universities. So we're creating a new stream of revenue for professors at a time that they dearly need it with furloughs and budget cuts, as well as students, we're saving about 60% from what they're paying right now. And Ira, that might be a good time to maybe play one of the videos yep. to show yep. what in the world am I talking about? It's, it's AI or telepathy, something. <laughs> Let's right, do that. Okay, that's a good time. So um, you, you had two videos, which one do you, uh, would be? Uh, the, the one with the mobile device. Okay. I guess you, you have the control, right? Uh, actually, Rebel Welcome has the Welcome to Elevate You, the artificial intelligence textbook publisher. Are you ready to start learning? Okay. First, answer a few questions. It seems there's a little lag. Perfect. You are a 28% auditory learner, 56% visual learner, 16% kinesthetic learner. Congratulations! Your textbook has been optimized and personalized based on how you succeed. As you continue using Elevate You, your textbook will dynamically change as we learn more about you. If you have a question, please just ask me, your personal learning assistant. Elevate You? I don't understand this vocab question. Can you tell me more about Ikigai and how it connects to the lesson? Sure. Ikigai is the Japanese concept known as the reason for being. It is highlighted in the entrepreneurial zone of success. Let me show you a picture. Thank you. I got it. You're welcome. Let me know if you wish to explore more possibilities. Elevate you. Wow. That, that is wonderful. I love that, Elliot. I just love it. So I'm not sure if you were able to see the full video. I know there was a little bit of lag in our in you know our connections. No, I saw it. I saw it. That's great. But but it really comes down to um, the the concept that we all learn differently, right? We we either learn through visual engagement, watching videos, right? Auditory. Things, auditory, or there's some versions that there's reading, writing, either the VAC or the VARC styles of learning. And then there's kinesthetic where people have to engage and participate in order to learn. I'm probably 99.999% visual learner. I need to see something and even read it. When my wife tells me something on the phone, she follows it up with a text message. 
not the whole thing, <laughs> but just like a bullet point. And my salespeople and everyone I've ever worked with knows that because it's just, that's the way my brain works, mm-hmm. right? So just imagine this, a class of 500 students, Ira, that you are teaching and there's 500 of you. And each student has their own individual Ira Professor Wolf that is teaching the concepts. And we, we should be able to give them the freedom to be able to choose how to learn. So, you know, that's what we're doing. We went live in January and we're looking for a huge fall. Yeah, I mean, that's that's amazing. That. It certainly gives life to, to what you were talking about. How, now, we're, you've been focused mostly on the higher ed, uh, the post-secondary. Is, is in the long range, is Elevate U, are you looking at taking this down into um, high schools, the, the K-12s or, or even, yeah, I mean, even the high schools? Uh, the answer is yes. When, when we um, launched and, and the company was founded, we looked at what areas would have uh, the fastest uh, onboarding time, which is the fastest sales cycle, so we can uh, start producing revenue and raise money in order to have you know scale as quickly as possible. And when looking at K through 12, also professional development, corporate training, higher ed, because the decision 93% of the time made on what textbooks and materials are being used in courses are the professor. Oh, and by the way, we're also helping you elevate and make your class dynamic and you're getting paid by the marketing to other universities. So we started with higher ed, but K through 12 is definitely a market that we have been taking calls on and we're interested as well. The difference is, is that you're working with local governments. I have some uh, experience in educational furniture, so I know our charter management companies, charter schools work and, and, and school districts. But at the same time, within the next 12 months, three years, five years down the line, um, you know, cre- every corporation is going to be able to create their own AI manual playbook. So you'll be able to have a quicker onboarding for your salespeople, um, uh, uh, employee manual, HR is going to be able to use it. And they're going to be able to do it because this is the world we live in, wherever they work. You know, there are studies that, you know, we're, if we go back to in-person working, it's going to be still like 60 to 70% of what we are, we're used to, if that, just because we've all exactly. seen what's possible. Yeah. So, so I, I know a next step of this is you, you talked a little bit about AR, AR, AR and VR, uh, augmented reality, virtual reality. Uh, that's the other video you have. Is that correct? That was yes. a little bit. And that's about a minute? Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Just before I, I, I play that, um, we're going to be announcing very shortly that we have partnered with a, the largest repository and creator of 2D and 3D images for the medical field. Um, they've been doing this for, I don't know, the last eight to huh. 10 years. Uh, it's been valued by the University of Texas uh, to be $25 million of content. And they have been looking for a partner to actually put their library of content into a textbook. So we're Going to, we're hoping to launch by for the fall semester the new AMP Anatomy and Physiology textbook that wow. all undergraduate programs have some version of and make it better, make it immersive. So you're not just reading something, you can actually fiddle around with it. And let's take a look at that. That's the second one. I guess, Ira, you have to plus play. You got the remote.
Is there a voiceover? No, there's just music. Oh, okay. So this this reminds me of how I learned in my health, <laughs> in my in my bio pre pre med pre dental days, right? Static pictures. Now this was captured on my mobile phone. Wow. And as you click different parts of the spine and skeleton and brain, it will pop up with a label. As it continues, I'll just add in, you know, one of the things that we talk about Elevate U is we, we created the term Elevate, uh, sorry, we created the term e-learning sandbox. Unlike technology, sandbox is a term that's used to um, have a lot of different engineers throw in a bunch of code into a central area, and they all try to break stuff, and in the process of breaking all of it, <laughs> they actually, you know, improve and enhance whatever code that they're working on. Well, I grew up that my favorite place to go to in early childhood was the sandbox during recess. And what was the rule, Ira and Joyce? As long as you played nicely, you can stay in the sandbox, right. right? This is before the health department was scared about cats doing their business there and everything. You're able to, you know, construct different things and dig. It's amazing we've all survived. <laughs> But, but but Ira, as soon as I pulled Joyce's hair or pushed down Ira, Ira bit Elliot, you were out, right? So right. when you look at the e-learning sandbox, so we're not recreating any wheel. We're not reinventing the wheel. There's plenty of companies in education technology that does a lot of good things, but a lot of little things great. We're consolidating all of that. So when we're asked who's your competitor, we're starting something new. We don't view other companies as competition. We view them as potential collaborators because what they're doing is just going to enhance where the students are going to be going. So let's just work together. And I think higher education as a whole needs to do a lot more of collaboration and uh, you know thought, thought process and, and mindful thinking. Yeah. Well, this, I mean, this is truly, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm thrilled that you were on and now I get to see a little bit more about what you actually do. Really I, I know you and I meet, disruptive. you know, on this. Um, but one of the one of the things is, is that we know that higher education is how do we get more bang for the buck? I mean, if you if they are going to charge that much, how do you get a valuable education for K through 12 is how do we fix a broken system? Um, because it has been broken. And this apparently when it comes to socioeconomic parity uh, within there. And uh, it, it looks like uh, you guys have a, 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 a fantastic opportunity to be able to, to lead that. Uh, we've just got a few minutes here, Elliot. It, it, I told you this goes really fast. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I know you've got a webinar coming up tomorrow, uh, February yeah. 11th. Uh, so tell us a little bit about that. And then uh, there's a, a link going across the bottom uh, that people that are interested can sign up for. Yeah, so the link is right on the bottom. Um, basically, we're having a webinar tomorrow at 2 p.m. It's a free webinar for professors, instructional designer and designers, and also higher ed leaders. It's an informational webinar. It's to show a little bit, uh, uh, walk them through our platform. Um, we are already creating content and working with professors and elevating their course materials for the fall semester. So we have some room to add additional professors to launch with us in the fall. 
So it just gives a sneak peek and asks questions to find out, you know, what kind of royalties can they earn? Do we really market their material? And then who is it available for? And the other features and benefits as being part of Elevate You is, and I will add to you all and everyone that's listening that I'm sure is millions of people between you, Ira, and Joyce. Absolutely. Is that's that, a slow day. <laughs> I, I want to answer the question. Answer the question before it's being asked. How do we make money? You know, this is not a charity, although we have a just cause in helping professors earn money and also students save money. We don't charge professors anything to help them elevate their content. But instead wow. of students paying $199 to download a PDF version on their screen or even order for $150 or rent an actual printed textbook that was originally published in 1978, we're saving them about 60%. Our average price per AI textbook and course is $65. So wow. I, I a question. So this isn't, you're not necessarily going to a university. You mentioned the University of North Carolina or whatever university or Texas. You're, these are individual professors that are starting to do this. So, I mean, I know, Ira, you, you've been in business a long time. I don't really know, Joyce, you know, your background, but I know you'll be able to appreciate this. Well, last fall, I was the clinical professor for leadership and innovation aboard Semester at Sea. Oh, And okay. I love your concept. Uh, however, when you don't have sufficient internet access, it becomes very tough. Yes, I agree. And that's why we're starting to have some talks with some lobbyist groups that are working with different legislation. I have it to be located in Miami and to gauge what the interest is in actually becoming a leader rather than a follower in higher education. But where I was going with that, Ira, is, is that we are having conversations with institutions also that are being introduced to us by professors. Because we're not a B to B, we're not a B to C. We're a B to C to B, like most SaaS companies are. Um, the students are required to purchase the AI textbooks, just like they're required to purchase any textbook according to the curriculum of the professor. So it's helping everybody when it's on an institutional level, which we are speaking to some universities. Um, then it's a larger conversation and we look at that as a university relationship rather than just a professor but there's a lot as, more good as an individual i can reach out to you and say hey i'm really interested in this i don't have to get i don't necessarily have to have my yes. institution to back yeah. correct yeah, because, yeah. exactly yes we're working with individuals correct okay uh how can for for those who are interested other than going up for to to watch the video tomorrow or the webinar tomorrow which the the, the uh, link is going across the screen how else can people get a hold of you uh, easiest way is to go right on our website. It's elevateu.ai. And there's a contact form. You can see some information on there. It answers a lot of questions. I'm pretty responsive based on the interest from our website um, because I'll tell you this, the reason why I joined was a very selfish reason. My youngest son is 17 years old wants to go to engineering school for University of Central Florida as part of the Walt Disney Imagineering program. And if this higher education does not change by the time he goes to school in 2022, he won't reach 50% of his true potential. I can't let that happen. So that's really why I'm doing it for him wow. and everyone else, you know, 
<laughs> along the way. Well, I'm sure you and I are, and, and hopefully Joyce will be part of that. We'll, we'll have a continued conversation, but I definitely want to have you back. I think this is going to move pretty quickly. Uh, education, uh, you know, like healthcare is one of the two industries that we all need on an everyday basis and was completely blown apart by the pandemic. Uh, ah. So it, it's yeah. a fresh time and um, I'm excited for you guys and uh, certainly want to learn a little bit more because I, I think the progress that you're going to make is, is going to be pretty swift. So, um, so thank you, Elliot. Your technology is truly disruptive, and I'm very, very impressed. Thank you guys for having me. It's just a choice to continue to watch higher education be disruptive or be an active member of the disruption. And we choose the latter. Thanks so much. Hey, thanks Appreciate for being here. Appreciate it. Thank you. Okay. Again, you no. know, Ira. Ira, when when I think about personalized medicine and the promise of personalized medicine, the idea that we won't be wasting all of that time, effort, energy, money on medications, not to mention the negative effects that the wrong medication has on some people, the, and and look at that this being analogous to that. Yeah, absolutely. For sure. With education. I mean, it's just just so exciting to me. Yeah. And, and, and again, from from a higher education is how do you get more bang for your buck? Because it's expensive and people just can't afford it. And then they're not getting their value out of it. But then we look at the K through 12 experience. Um, how are we going to how are we going to help everyone? Because we, we long recognize that people have different learning styles. We, we learn at different paces. We learn in different ways. Uh, and, you know, you have 30 kids in a classroom. Um, so people, you hit some people, it, it's literally shooting, you know, trying to educate people with a, with a uh, shotgun. <laughs> yeah, I was auditory and kinesthetic, so I had really difficult times in yeah. a visual classroom yeah, as a I, kid. Yeah, I, I can. I, well, I still have trouble with languages. So <laughs> I, I, I got to see it. I, I, I would I would I literally when I took my French, um, I had 100 percent until the final exam. Because up until then, I can see it, I can read it, I can do it. Um, the the professor came in and did the whole thing, audit, just, <gasps> just orally. Oh all, my gosh! I, I had oh, no, I had no, yeah. So again, so a, a great appreciation for this. Uh, Fifty years later, people are finally figuring out how to do it. <laughs> so so that's great. Hey, we're going to take a short break, uh, and then we're going to be back with our ahead of the curve. We're going to learn how to live longer, uh, extend our lifespan. Um, we want to thank uh, everybody for listening, uh, our, our audience at Googleization Nation, certainly anybody who's not part of it, please join. Go to googleizationnation.com. Um, it's free, subscriber. Uh, you'll get updates about this and other events uh, that we are planning for 2021. And uh, right now we're going to hear from our two sponsors, Success Performance Solutions and InGomo. Hiring top talent shouldn't be left up to the roll of the dice. And yet, that's exactly what many organizations do. They roll the dice, cross their fingers, and pray for a better outcome. Hiring the right employees the first time is much too important and way too costly to leave to a game of chance. Your employees and your customers deserve better. For 25 years, Success Performance Solution has been helping small and medium-sized businesses hire smarter. They offer pre-employment and leadership assessments from typing and data entry, to C-suite competence. Whether it's production, sales, healthcare, call centers, or management, Success Performance Solutions can help. 
Visit their website at www.successperformancesolutions.com to schedule a free demo or call 800-803-4303. Imagine growing great employees and advancing emerging leaders with one small monthly investment. With the Ngomu app, you can support your employees in career and personal development and health and wellness without spending a lot of effort to schedule and hold numerous training sessions. With the efficient app, your employees will have access to dozens of coaches in groups and one-on-ones for whatever topic they need or want to work on anytime, anywhere. Picture the positive impact on your team by having access to over 80 coaches. Learn more at Ngomu.com today. And welcome back, everyone, to Geek Skeezers and Googleization. And uh, hopefully, uh, you're part of Googleization Nation. Uh, please go up to the website, googleizationnation.com, and become part of our community. Uh, speaking of uh, personalized uh, learning, education, uh, medicine, right. uh, in GOMO. Um, yes. Much more- and and I, I learned some things. <laughs> uh, actually, I learned that in GOMO is not some made up word. It turns out that it is the ING from learning and then O from community and the mu from community as well. So it's learning community. And what Ngomu features, which I I misspoke last time, I said courses and it's not courses. It is ongoing learning communities. Personal. so there's, it's you can join anytime, and you can pick up, pick it up, and keep with the group. And uh, it just, uh, I, I, I can't wait for it to get launched. And yeah, we'll learn a little bit it's, more. It's it's right. it's, it's being launched on the Android platform. And that's because 80% of the cell phones in the U.S. are Android. I did not know that. 80%. Right. So I didn't realize it was that high. I knew they, they dominated that part of the market. Everybody thinks everybody has an iPhone, uh, correct? So, um, But the other thing is, um, I know in a few weeks we will have Al. Uh, why not? Uh, will be a guest and he'll be able to uh, fix, he'll, he'll be able to explain everything we messed up and uh, but, <laughs> but uh, give a little bit more explanation. We'll be able to talk with him um, and we're getting him scheduled for uh, one of the next few weeks. So we look forward to that. And, and we go again, want right. to Al and Ngomo for being a sponsor of Geek Skeezers and Googleization. We're excited to be part of their launch and really look forward to uh, what they have in store uh, going forward. Sounds like a, a fan, really fantastic service that's uh, needed. Right time, right place. Yes, uh, and for for uh, HR directors who are interested in finding mm-hmm. a one-stop shop for different mm-hmm. kinds of learning for their employees, this is a great opportunity right. for, believe it or not, less than a dollar a day. Yeah, bu- building that remote workforce, staying engaged, helping people uh, when they're not there, even when they are there. But uh, uh, we just we didn't do a very good job before. It's not like we had great 100% engagement 
in companies before, according to Gallup, we only had 30% engagement. So right. and uh, now <laughs> and now we're all remote yeah. and it's even yeah. worse, right? Yeah. So exactly. before we talk through this whole segment, um, although we're happy to do that, uh, let's talk about how to, ex- I know your Herman trend alert this week um, is about extending a lifespan. No, actually, this week is about oh. the six top marketing oh, okay. uh, marketing right. trends to watch. But a previous week was about pushing your lifespan longer. Okay. So what can you tell us about how to push our lifespan longer? Surprisingly, Ira, the U.S. is, believe it or not, in the world in lifespan. What was that? 46th you, in the world. 46th, okay. 46th in the world. I mean, that is just really sad to me that that we are so behind the times, you know? We are really way, so, way so off. One, one more instance of not going back to normal, correct? <laughs> <laughs> Let's hope not. Right, right, right. So there... In the U.S., the typical lifespan for women is 81, and for men it's 76. But in some of the developed countries, it's all the way up to 87. I mean, it's just crazy that we're, I mean, for women, and and even 80 for men. So it's it, it it's it's disturbing that we who live in the United States, one of the richest countries in the world, uh, are struggling in this way. And it has everything to do with exactly what you would think, diet, exercise, stress, social aspects of life. Uh, and, you know, it, it's, it's not rocket science. <laughs> it yeah. really isn't. And, and this might be a rhetorical question. I, I know you have these numbers. You, you've done the research with it. it. How much of a difference, I won't even say if there is there one, how much of a difference is there between um, the different ethnic groups, uh, the different races? Um, so when we talk about, I mean, those are averages. Um, but we can we, we know that even the the, the covid virus. Right. Yeah. Right. If you're Latino or African-American, your lifespan is likely to be even lower. Right. And that has everything to do with stress and environment and uh, even socioeconomic for it to eat. Right. So, yes, so there, there's no question that those are factors. But let's talk a little bit about what really works to mm-hmm. push your lifespan longer, shall we? Yep, and, and we've got about five minutes or so. so. <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll be as quick as I can. So first of all, we want to eat a healthy diet. And what researchers say in Mediterranean diet, one that's high in things like uh, olive oil and vegetables, fresh vegetables. And what, ha- what we actually know is that it, it helps to maintain the telomeres, which are those little threads on the bottoms of our chromosomes, which apparently are associated with aging and aging faster. So eating the right diet. Interestingly, two cups of coffee a day and moderate consumption of alcohol has been discovered by Harvard to contribute to 
people living up to the age of 90. Now, don't oh. ask me the details. I don't understand it, but that's what they said. Well, I don't do um, the alcohol, but the coffee, I will live to be 140. So. <laughs> <laughs> In terms of weight, it's not so much how much you weigh, it's your body mass index. If your body mass index is under 25, you're likely to live something like 17 years longer. And, and I've been, I'm really, I'm sorry. Uh, it, 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 um, okay. It, yeah, it's, it, that's approximately right. And the, uh, the, the exercise piece mm -hmm. was another interesting aha for me because tennis is, uh, the best sport for living longer. And the reason is it has that social aspect to it because we know that having support systems really helps mm -hmm. us yes. to, to have a more positive attitude. And that more positive attitude really helps us to feel good about ourselves. It bolsters the immune system and it helps us to live longer. Fascinating. Just, I, I, I learned so much when I did this trend alert, really. I, I also discovered that extreme dieting, why does that work? And, and extreme works because you're eating less food and therefore you're consuming fewer free radicals. And radicals are the things that destroy telomeres and, and break down, uh, cause inflammation and therefore make us feel lousy and, and her, it hurts when we try to move around. And the whole thing just results in lifespan. So we want to minimize the free radicals. And that's why I eat two meals a day. I eat breakfast and I eat dinner. I also have uh, personally adopted something else that is not in the, it's called intermittent fasting. So I eat between 10 o'clock in the morning and six o'clock in the evening. And for the rest of the time, I may consume some alkaline water, but that's it. I don't eat at all because it gives my system a time to rest. And it means that when I get up to do my workout, that I'm going to be burning fat, not muscle. Well, I'm looking for the time when we can do this personalized because our, the way we eat and the, and the things we do are different, and, but we do have different needs. And it, it'll be interesting as we can monitor some of the, um, you know, when are the best times to eat? What feeds are the healthiest for us? What we, we, we're again trying to do this general uh, solution forever. This, you know, if you follow this diet, if you exercise, if you walk 10,000 steps uh, and it, that is not best for everybody. So we are, hopefully we are going to be moving more toward a, a personalized um, type of health and to be able to extend our, our lives. And uh, we'll, we'll I'm, I'm sure we'll have other yes. people on, uh, and, on and the, be able to do that. The biggest opportunity that we have as human beings is to prevent disease. In other words, we, 
bolster yeah. your immune system so that you are healthy and you won't get sick. Yeah, have, have a healthcare system that doesn't treat disease but promotes wellness. Uh, how novel. Uh, hopefully we'll get there. <laughs> hopefully we'll get there. Uh, we are rounding up uh, again another, another Geek Skeezes and Googleization show. Again, uh, I want to thank uh, Elliot Grossbard uh, for being part of, of this today, helping us uh, talk a little bit about personal learning, adaptive learning, where that there is a hope. There is a future, a great future, and uh, we're going to continue that conversation with them. Thank you, Joyce, for also talking about how we can uh, extend our lifespan a little he little healthier, a little longer, uh, and hopefully benefit from that. I uh, <laughs> uh, really appreciate that. Uh, thank you, Success Performance Solutions, and thank you, Ingomo, for being sponsors, being part of the show, for allowing us to be on the air. Uh, and most of all, thank you to all the listeners. Uh, for everyone who tunes in uh, weekly, uh, either the podcast, we're on YouTube, we're on Facebook, we're on W4CY. Uh, we are on almost every podcast, Apple, Google, Spotify, iHeart, SoundCloud, Stitcher, uh, many, many more. Uh, I, uh, I Audible uh, now uh, with Amazon. So we are there uh, and uh, you can catch us if you miss, this, miss a week. You can get us afterwards. I do want to ask everybody who does listen and listen uh, if you can, if you're not subscribing to one of the podcasts, please do. If you've listened to some of the shows, uh, tell us what you think. Uh, hopefully they're they're good, um, but let us know if you've liked the show. If you liked our guest, uh, we we everybody needs feedback. We want to know what we can do better. If you have any suggestions, you can also go to Geek Skeezers Googleization. That's geekskeezersgoogleization.com uh, up to the website. And uh, if you have a suggestion for a right, guest, a suggestion for a guest, especially, yeah, yes, we'd love to know about it. Yeah, if you if you like some of the seg, if you like ahead of the curve, if you don't like ahead of the curve, if you like our segments, if you like our you know. Uh, how how we're handling this? Uh, please let us know. And please again, let us know. Send us send us your questions and comments. Again, thank you very much, everyone, very much for listening to Geek Skeezers and Googleization. Uh, until next week, don't let the shift hit your plans. Yeah.